Nedarim Dafnun Gimal, the last thing we're discussing, if someone vowed from grapes, he's allowed to drink wine. If he vowed from olives, he's allowed the olive oil. And we had a question about the words Elu and the words She'eni To'em. And we ended up explaining that the word Elu for sure, everything is a sort of even what comes out of it. And with the word She'eni To'em, we're not sure. And that's why the run was Poseka Halakha to be Mahmir. And with that, we're going to start on Gimel Amud Aleph, straight from the beginning of the page, which says by the Mishnah, If a person vowed he's not going to eat dates, Mutar Bidvash he's allowed the juice of the dates, the honey from the dates. If a person said, I'm vowing I'm not going to eat these sour grapes that no one eats, you just leave it till the winter to make vinegar. He's allowed to eat the vinegar of these sitvaniot grapes. Rabbi Yehuda just told us as follows. If whatever it is, is has an extra name, and it's named after what it came out from it, like this vinegar, it's not just called Hometz, it's called Hometz Sidvaniyot, it's named after that original thing, if you vowed from the fruit itself, then you're not allowed to eat what comes out of it, so you would be Asur in this vinegar. Hachamim are okay with it. So now, Hachamim Hainu Tanakama, Hachamim just said the same thing as Tanakama, they both allow the vinegar that comes out of the Sidvaniyot. So the Gemara explains, No, there is a difference between Tanakama and Hachamim, is the following Braita. The Braita says, said a rule, if, if the fruit is eaten and the juice that comes out of it is also in, Kegon, like Temarim, Temarim, like the date and the honey of dates, if you vowed from it, then you're not allowed to eat what comes out of it. If someone vowed from what comes out of it, then you're not allowed to eat the fruit itself. Let's say we don't eat the actual thing, you only eat what comes out of it. Then, when you vow from it, you're actually vowing from what comes out of it. Because you're really thinking about what comes out of it. Meaning, by vows, we go by what the language that is commonly used, and he was thinking about what was coming out of it. That's what you eat. Same thing with the Sidvaniyot. Nobody actually eats them. You only eat the juice that comes out of them, and that's what's Asur. So now, bottom line is, we see a three-way mahlukit. You have Tanakama who holds whether it's something that we usually eat, whether it's something that we don't usually eat, if you vow from it, you're not, you're not allowed to eat the thing, but you're allowed to eat what comes out of it, even if it's called after it. Then you have Rabbi Yehuda, who holds whether we eat it or whether you don't eat it, you're, allowed, you're not allowed to eat it or what comes out of it. Then you have Rabbi Shimon bin Lazar, who differentiates. If it's something that is commonly eaten, and he vowed from it, then he's not allowed to eat from it, and what comes out of it, like Rabbi Yudab Betera. If it's something that is not commonly eaten, you only eat what comes out of it, and you vowed, then you're allowed to eat the actual thing, and you're only a sur in what comes out of it. And over here, he argues on Tanakama, because Tanakama and Rabbi Yudab Betera hold that even if it's something that is not usually eaten, and you vow from it, you're a sur to eat it. The only mahogah between them is on the actual fruit and hachamim hold like Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar that we just mentioned next Mishnah if someone vowed from wine he didn't explain what type of wine is allowed from let's say apple juice 
Because when people say yain, uh, they're thinking of grape juice. Mina shemen. If a person is a shemen, usually people talk about the olive oil, and therefore mutar b'shemen shum shemen. He's allowed the sesame oil. Mina dvash. If a person got from honey, mutar b'dvash shemen. He's allowed in date honey because usually people talk about honey. They're thinking about bee honey. Mina chometz from vinegar. Mutar b'chometz sitvaniot. He's allowed from the vinegar that comes from these sitvaniot grapes because that's not the usual way to make vinegar. Mina kereshin from leek, mutar be kaplutot. He's allowed to eat the kaplutot or a type of leek with that fat head. Now, min hayarak, if a person said, uh, I'm not going to eat vegetables, he didn't explain which one. Mutar be rakot sadeh. He's allowed the field vegetables because shehu shem levai, because it's an added name. It's not the actual thing. When someone vows, he's vows on the actual thing, not on anything with the added name. And the Gemara starts. Tanya. Someone vowed from oil in Eretzel, mutar b'shem and shum shemin. He's allowed sesame oil because in Eretzel they used to use olive oil. Asru b'shem and zayit not eat olive oil. Ube babel and babel. Asru b'shem and shum shemin, mutar b'shem and zayit. He's he's asur to eat sesame oil because that's what they had over there. But he's allowed olive oil because no one had that. Makom b'shem istapkin mizeh mizeh asur b'zeh b'zeh. A place where they use both, he's asur from both. Oh, pshita, obviously, what's the hidush here? So the Gemara explains, Lot no, we do need it. Let's say the Rubah, I mean, had mistapekin. Let's say the majority of people use one type of oil. Maybe we should go after the majority, like everywhere else in Halakha. Kamash Malan. The hidush over here is Safek, Yisrael Humra. This is Safek, and it's a Isur from the Torah. We have to be Mahmir. And the Braita continues. Let's go back to the Braita with the oil from Israel or not. Hanodermin Hayarak, if someone said he's not going to eat vegetables, Bishar Shineshavua, on any other year except the Shemitah, so let's say he said, I'm not going to eat vegetables on the sixth year. Asur Birakot Gina, he's not allowed to eat the the garden vegetables, Umutar Birakot Sadeh, and he's allowed to eat vegetables from the field. Because Stam Yerek means garden vegetables and not the ones in the field. on a Shemitah year, right? Let's say he just said, I'm, I sort to eat uh, from uh, vegetables on Shemitah year. Then Asur Birakot Asadeh. He is Asur to eat the vegetables from the field. But he's allowed to eat the vegetables from the garden. Because it can't be he's talking about garden vegetables because no one plants garden vegetables on a Shemitah year. So he was obviously thinking about the field vegetables. Now, Amar Abhu Mishumar Bihanina bin Gamliel. Lo shanu ela bimkom she'en mevin yarak mechotza la'aretz la'aretz. When do we say that if a person vows on a Shemitah year, he's asur the, the field vegetables, but he's allowed to eat the, the garden vegetables? That's in a place where they don't bring vegetables from outside of Israel to Eretz Israel. But a place where they bring vegetables from outside of Israel to Israel, asur, you're not to eat any vegetables, period. Because uh, outside of Israel, they use both. They use field vegetables, garden vegetables, and therefore, he was thinking about both. And Rabbi Abu explains, it's ketana'e, this thing that there's places in Israel that bring uh, vegetables from outside of Israel or not. It's a machloket tana'im, because we have a baita, it says, en mevi'in yarak mechotza la'aretz, la'aretz. We're allowed to bring vegetables from outside of Israel to, to Israel. And Rabbi Hanya ben Gamliel, en mevi'in yarak mechotza la'aretz, la'aretz. And Rabbi Hanya ben Gamliel allows it. Now, my Talmud, what's the reason 
for the one who holds it, you're not allowed to bring a, a, a vegetables from outside of Israel into Israel. Because we're scared that you're going to bring a dirt, a clump of dirt from outside of Israel, which is Tameh, and you're going to bring it into Israel and make it Tameh, and you're going to be Tameh Tahorot, our inner Israel, therefore it's Asur. According to him, Hachami made the Gezera that uh, all the dirt in the outside of Israel, where the Goyim, uh, they bury their Metim. And we're worried that maybe in that clump of dirt there's a barley size of a mat. Uh, therefore, they really made a gizera that we don't bring in. But it's not the standard thing that everyone holds of lemaase. Next Mishnah. If a person vowed minakrov, asur by sparagus. If a person said he was not going to eat a cabbage, then he's not allowed to eat a pickled cabbage. Some uh, pickle in honey, wine. But if someone vowed he won't eat asparagus, he's allowed to eat regular cabbage. If a person vowed minagerisin, pounded beans, asurba mikpa, he's not allowed to eat beans too. The Rabiosi matir. Why? Because in Rabiosi's uh, place, in his country, they called gerisin, gerisin, and mikpa, mikpa. They're two separate things. However, if someone vowed from the stew, mutar begrisin. He's allowed to eat the actual grisin themselves. asur If someone vowed he's not going to eat mikpa, the stew, he's not allowed to eat garlic. Garlic is also called mikpa because people eat it with water and it becomes stewy. So therefore, if someone vowed from mikpa, he's asur from eating garlic. Verbiosi matir. Rebiosi allows it. Why? Because they didn't call uh, garlic mikpah in his place. Min hashum mutar If a person vowed that he's not going to eat garlic, he's allowed to eat the mikpah, the stew, because the stew is not part of garlic. Min adashim Someone vowed he's not going to eat lentils, he's allowed to eat lentils that were uh, that were fried in honey. And the Rebiyosi, Mati Rebiyosi, allows it because Ashishim is not part of Adashim, not part of lentils. However, someone vowed Minha Ashishim, Mutar Ba'adashim is allowed to eat regular lentils. If a person vowed Chita, Chitin, Shanito, I remember Chita is singular, Chitin is plural. If he said, I'm not going to taste it, Asur Bahin, he's not eat Ben Bekemach, whether it's flour, Ben Bapat. Whether it's bread, he can't eat it. Geris, gerisin, shanito, same thing. Pounded bean, singular, pounded bean, uh, plural, that he's not going to taste. Asur, bahen, ben, hayin, ben, mushalim, whether they're raw or cooked, he's not allowed to eat it. Rabbi Uda Omer, if someone said, konam, geris, or chita, shanito, if he said in singular form, pounded bean, or chita, uh, that I'm going to taste, mutar, lakos, hayin, he's allowed to chew it raw. Because it's a different type of eating. And the, the, the Ran explains, and this is based on Rashi and Hulin, that any time you eat something not the normal way of eating thing, it's called koses. And the Ran explains, when a person chews raw wheat, he does a couple at a time. He throws them in his mouth and he eats them one at a time. However, bread is one body. It's one body, it's one thing. And that's why it's called hita in singular form. And based on that, we're going to start the Gemara, and it says, Tanya Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Chita Shani Toim, if a person says, I'm not going to eat a, a, a wheat kernel, Asur Le'efot, he's not allowed to bake, 
because bread is considered one body, one form, and it's called a chita. And he's allowed to chew wheat kernels as is, because people usually eat a lot at a time, not one at one time. Remember, he only said chita. If a person vowed and said, I'm not going to eat wheat kernels, but here's the opposite. He's not allowed to chew, but he's allowed to bake it because chita is only one thing. Chitim is a lot of things, and that's what he said. If a person said, I vow, he said both in singular and plural form. Then he can't eat it, not to chew it raw, not to bake it, period. And if a person said, If a person said, A pounded bean, I'm not going to taste. He's not allowed to cook. But he's allowed to eat it raw. If a person said, I'm not going to eat pounded beans. Then he's not allowed to eat it raw, but he's allowed to cook it. Because grease sounds like one body. It sounds, uh, it sounds like he would be mutar. Gerisin is a problem. If he said geris, gerisin, shenitoyim, at that point he mentioned both singular and plural, and therefore ben levashel, ben lakos, they're both asur. Hadran, Allah, chanodem, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, le'olam, amen, ve'amen.